Alright, welcome to another episode of the No Time Time Travel Podcast. We're a podcast for nerds by nerds, and welcome to episode 109. And uh, joining me all the way from Sweden is Quok. Hello there. Hello, hello. And uh, we usually talk about a topic that you guys suggest us to talk about. And topic this week uh, comes from Judge Greg, host of the Hero Real, sorry, the Hero, the Real Hero Talk Pod, yeah, the Real Hero Talk Podcast. And he's also co-host of the Gamers Without Borders Podcast with uh, Nick. So uh, the topic is we talk about the new Xbox or the new Project uh, Scarlet uh, from E3. But yeah, before we get started on that, how have you been doing? Good. Um, I'm a bit tired out still because I, I just came back from Iceland trip how recently. Was uh, it was okay. <laughs> it, it was, uh, the, the Iceland was actually really nice. Um, but I, I was just expecting more from the trip, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that's, I think overall, I think it wasn't bad. Uh, it has some good parts and some bad parts uh, and some uh, <laughs> mediocre parts. <laughs> okay (laughs) wait what what made it mediocre i guess i think it's just because like um uh i went with the the tour uh the same people that set up the tour for norway and i was expecting something similar Mm -hmm. so with norway it was like we camp and then we hike uh pretty much almost every day but then this one it was a lot more relaxed so it's more like we stay in an apartment and do nothing and chilled for like a day or two or three <laughs> and then we would go on hikes uh afterward uh on a few days but then they were just like uh really easy hikes and then you don't really do too much um but i guess like the the thing that i, I felt was that made it mediocre was like when i was where when you just stay in the apartment and do nothing after doing nothing the whole day it's just like oh why am i paying like so much money to stay at home and do nothing i could have done that at home <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just chill at home. Yeah, so it would be nice to just do like a little bit more. And I, I don't mind being a little tired, but at least I felt like I got I get my money's worth. Mm-hmm. But the same with that, I think it's 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 pretty cool. Like it's um we were talking about uh, like my my friends that went along with me. We were talking about how like uh Iceland felt like a very has a very sci-fi setting. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think along the way he uh they sent a message saying. Um, or they sent a message along the group saying like uh, there's like a Twitter or some sort of feed that mentioned like uh, Death Stranding was filmed or based on Iceland. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, it's pretty interesting because it, it kind of made sense. Wait, so they film? You said, wait, no, sorry. Uh, n- not film, I guess like take place. Let me see. Oh, define, take place. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like an inspiration for Death Stranding. But I thought Iceland doesn't really have ice. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah, but I thought Death yeah. Stranding had a lot of snowstorms. Well, there's a lot of other stuff besides that during the summer. Oh, okay. Uh, let me see if I can find the link. So he got inspired by Iceland to make a weird-ass game. <laughs> uh, let me say, yeah, this is the... The link that was sent to me. So for listeners um, who are just listening to this and not knowing what we're talking about, I was sent. Uh, I just sent Tony a link uh, to an article that says why uh, Kojima fans reckon Death Stranding is set in Iceland. Hmm. Oh, I see. Okay, I, I see now. But but they're comparing just green plains with the real green plains. 
<laughs> it doesn't seem like it's pointing directly at Iceland. I mean, there's other places that are similar, right? Uh, maybe uh, I don't know. Like, but then I guess it's kind of like it had some some. Uh, well, during the trip, there were some parts where it's just like really barren and just mossy. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, I think that's where like they they might have uh have gotten the idea, and I could sort of see the relationship. But I mean, it's just like people making assumptions, right? So. But then you can also say the game Moss was based in Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> the, the game moss has no real moss in the game <laughs> but it's called moss and that's prevalent in iceland <laughs> yes yes the, the moving moss <laughs> yeah huh cool um so there wasn't any like kind of standout things over there like kind of um uh, i guess i would say like if, if this was an interview, I would ask you, what was your most memorable t- uh, event or thing that happened in Iceland? Well, I mean, like, I think uh, we, we did have like a day or, or two where it was just uh, we hiked up some uh, real uh, mountain area. We set up camp uh, where the camp was uh, infested with flies. <laughs> oh, gosh. OK. But, 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 but then they're not like the house flies where they like go, where they uh, like go for your food and that sort of thing. Mm hmm. But they go for your face. Yeah, I was going to say, so do they go for your face? I was literally going to say that. <laughs> so so they're, they're like certain, my friends were doing like research or like after the, the camp to see like why there's so many flies and whatnot. And so apparently they're like these certain type of flies that like kind of just dive into rocks to lay eggs, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, like uh, for because like the algae season or something something. So apparently, like humans were 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 probably like known to them or like seen to them as like giant rocks. So that's why like they dived into your face. <laughs> so so like we, we were when we got to the camp, it's not just like swarming around like flying around like buzzing, but they just like nose dive into your face. <laughs> so it, they might hit your your cheeks. Your forehead, your ear. It's like you just feel like BB guns shooting at you. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's more annoying because they go into your ear, oh my your gosh. nose, and they dive into your eye and mouth. So it's like a kid that's really good aim with a BB gun. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's you know like uh, that movie Wanted with Angelina, Angelina yeah, yeah. Jolie where yeah. like, they curve. And, <laughs> so there was a, a situation where like, I'm like, okay, well, if they're... If they're gonna dive like straight on, maybe if I just have my head down and then like or something and have my hood on, it won't dive into my nose or nostril anymore. But somehow they managed to do that with my head facing down. Huh. So it's like a hook. <laughs> I'm like, how did you get in there? It's not like, even flying straight anymore. <laughs> they took lessons from Rocky. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the, the, the hook. Gosh, that is crazy. But uh, I think aside from the, the traumatic uh, fly experience, uh, it wasn't. It, it has some really cool views mm-hmm. um, of the of the mountain areas. Um, it, it definitely had like a sci-fi thing. Uh, and during the summer, it doesn't really have night there at all. Oh, really? So, so the sun doesn't really set. Huh. Like you know, you know how like normally the sun will go down to the horizon and like below the horizon, right? Yeah, yeah. So this one will go like slightly above the horizon, go down slightly above the horizon, and then rise again. I guess uh, no one gets depressed there because they got plenty of vitamin D. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Do it, but only during the summer, though. Oh, okay. So the sleeping cycle is all, all messed up. <laughs> yeah, isn't there, But then there's also places in the world, too, that um don't even have sunlight for, like, half the year or something like that, like Alaska or something. Oh, is it? Okay, I'm not familiar with that. I think it was but... that. I forgot. I forgot, but there are there are places. Yeah, but I mean, like, I'm sure, like, there's a lot of places that are quite similar. Yeah. But I think it was just, like, really, really weird for me um, because that's the first time that I've never seen, like, you know how, like, uh, when you go to Vegas and then there's, I forgot the, the hotel that was in, but you know how, like, when you go out, like, let's say a clubbing event, you just like a daylight thing. Uh-huh. So it's like that. You go, you look at the times, it's like, oh, it's, it's, it feels like maybe six or seven o'clock in the evening now. Mm-hmm. But it's like two in the morning. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's like, a lot of times like uh, they have a thing called like the um, midnight uh, midnight sunset, mm-hmm. where pretty much around midnight is when it seems like it's the sun setting. But that's about it. It's almost like EDC like all day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, totally. Yes. <laughs> but but that, that's pretty close relation uh, thing that you were mentioning. Huh. And I don't know how I feel about like being in a place where it's always sunny. I wouldn't even know when to sleep. Yeah, you wouldn't. You have to like look at the clock and everything. Because mm-hmm. when you look outside, you would feel like, oh, it's so nice and bright outside. I want to go out and do something. But you shouldn't because it's like one or two in the morning. Yeah, that's that's crazy. <laughs> but at least you don't have to worry about, you know, being being outside. Was it being un, in, in an unsafe environment outside because it's always lit up? Oh, that, that, that's true, I guess. Yeah. I mean, how does like people like, you know, how do how are the hours for the people who work there then? Like, are there um, uh, uh, law enforcement people at that time? I don't know. Uh, uh, no, there's no there's there's no uh, law enforcement. It's just like an average working day. Huh. So people go do the thing and then. Sit. OK, you know, you know who would have a very bad time in uh, Iceland? What? Who? Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Only during the summer, though. Yeah, because he'll just take the summer off because he can't really fight crime in the daylight. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Okay. So would it just be like Bruce Wayne? Yeah. Like, trying to deal it out or like throw money at them instead? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, that reminded uh, me how of are, like, uh... How are you doing, Tony? How is, how is wedding prepping? Oh, uh, it's going. <laughs> it's the, we're, we're finalizing a bunch of the, the invoice payments right now. So uh, there's a lot of that going. And then um, also doing the music list. And I'm also finalizing some of the designs for our signs. Um, Because, like, you know, we can always buy signs that are already pre-made or get someone to do calligraphy. But it's it costs money. (laughs) So, yeah. And also if we buy someone else's, like, sign design, it's not what we want, right? It's not fully what Mm -hmm. we want. Um, It's like a compromise between, like, what we want versus what the other person's design is. And yeah, yeah, so then most of our design stuff we do ourselves. So, yeah, that part just takes a lot of time. I think the the biggest time for me right now, the biggest thing that uh, takes a lot of my time is uh, prepping the slideshow. So that's been a lot of my time. Prepping slideshow? Okay. You know, the wedding slideshow? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So, yeah. (sighs) Oh, yeah. And then the name, the escort cards, the name cards, place cards or whatever. Um... It, it would be not as bad if, it's, if we had a smaller wedding, but, you know, we have 300 people, so <laughs> so uh, have to do individual, like, place cards for everybody. Oh. Oh. Yep. 
So just, you know, stuff to do. On top of that, I've got homework for school. That's also really insanely hard right now. So, yeah. Um, but on the bright side, I got the Oculus Quest. Oh, how are you liking it? It's, oh, I mean, did you, I, I'm surprised you have time to actually play it. Um, well, see, the thing was, I ordered it a while ago, and then I was expecting it to come after my wedding, because that's when the estimated time they said was. It will not yeah. be available until mid-July. And it came the other day. So <laughs> I was like, oh, crap. And I just started playing it. <laughs> so so I've been having even less sleep because I, I've been playing that. Um, <laughs> so, so that kind of sucked because I had it planned to not show up until after my wedding. Um, <laughs> so are we just going to be like doing all your stuff on uh, through VR now? <laughs> I don't what know. Is it VR? <laughs> but it's it's good. It's actually really liberating, I would say, because, you mm-hmm. know, my other headset is a PSVR and it's the PlayStation VR is wired and um, mm-hmm. you have to be in a certain spot and there's no real like motion tracking. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Oculus Quest is so cool. Is like the battery life sucks. Like it will die within a few hours if you play it without like um, charging. But it, the trade-off is awesome. Like you really feel immersed because you no longer have any wires tethering you down, and um, the headset itself has uh, multiple cameras on it, so it can actually track your movement around. So wherever you're walking and stuff. So it's yeah, it uses cameras. It looks like it's pretty similar to the one the Tesla uses for their autopilot. Like the way that mm-hmm. it uses the camera movement or camera imaging. And um yeah, and then you could set like your play area, like before you start, because it has cameras, you can actually see your surrounding in the camera first. And then you use your controller to define your actual area that you want to play within. So then it will remember to put a barrier up. So while you're playing, if you hit too close to the barrier, it blocks you from it. It says, Hey, you're gonna you're going out of bounds. So you you're still in a safe zone. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I saw some demos from Moss. Uh, what what game was I playing? There were like a, a few games that I was playing that was like so cool that before I played it on the PSVR and I just really didn't like it because it was really cumbersome and I only had like 180 movement, not like 360. But, mm-hmm. you know, now it's like 360. So, yeah. I'm trying to Hold on. I'm trying to pull so, up my game list. Okay. But yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just... This is curious because like how much room do you have at your home now to actually walk around? Because <laughs> I think that, like not before like we, we were restricted to just like the the wire right, so everybody stood still more or mm-hmm. less. But now that but not a lot of people home has that much space, <laughs> so it's like what you, you had to still be careful when bumping into things like a low chair. Yeah. Um. So it's recommended gameplay is six and a half feet by six and a half feet and i do not have that amount of space but when i I draw out my floor diagram for it it will Mm -hmm. let you play in whichever space you want to play so i just find the the biggest space i can find which is maybe about like a six by four maybe um Mm -hmm. and it's fine like i can play like the game that uses the most movement that i've played already is the the creed game creed like not not the band but creed like the the boxer (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> that one's cool because you actually have to move around in your space to dodge the, the punches. And you actually have oh, to that's... duck. And yeah, it's so like cool and immersive. And I I actually, because uh, that game is all punching, right? And, yeah. you know, I punch hard sometimes like when I was playing that game. So I, I started feeling my, my uh, shoulders like become really sore from that game. So... <laughs> 
it, it was pretty cool. Is it, um, well, I mean, is it, I'm just trying to figure out like how, like how, oh, I mean, I guess like it's a game kind of like super punch out. Yeah, it's pretty much like Super Punch-Out. Yeah, that's what a lot of people compared it to. It's one of the few mm-hmm. VR games that lend really well to VR. With like, um, mm-hmm. a, It's like a super well-done VR clone of Punch-Out using Creed characters, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and Rocky's in there too. And then I haven't tried the minigames yet, but apparently in the minigames, there are some training sessions that mimic real-life training sessions for boxers. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then um, there's also this other game called Box VR, I think. It's another boxing game, but it's like all these colorful things come towards you, kind of like Beat Saber. But instead of mm-hmm. using a saber, you're boxing. Like you're punching them, doing right hooks and doing uppercuts and doing jabs mm-hmm. like to the music. Oh, to the music. So it's like Taibo, but to the music. Well, it's, it's, if you had to like compare it, it would be like DDR, but with punching. Okay. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, another game I played was called, I think, was it Dead and Buried or something? I don't know. It was like a, let me find it. It was a, uh, a zombie game. Um, I think it was that game, that game or maybe a different one. But um, it's cool too because like when you hold the gun, you, you're, you I don't know how to explain it, man. It's like you are really holding a gun and aiming at, at zombies. And then just like the aim is really perfect with that game. Like, however you think you, your aiming should be, like, that's how you should do it in VR. It's, it's just like, I always had this impression, like, because PSVR is like, tracking is really bad. So I always had yeah. this impression that, you know, it's inaccurate. It's not going to be, like, ever perfect, right? And, um, mm-hmm. okay, the game's called Drop Dead. Uh, and in this game, Drop Dead, like, the aiming is perfect. Like, when you hold your gun up and you look at the sight, and if it's aimed at the zombie correctly and you fire, it's, like, exact. It's mm. exact, and it's cool too because then it's dual hands, right? So then the other hand, I could be holding a melee weapon, like an axe. So yeah, so it's like I'm shooting in one hand, and then the other zombie's coming from the other end, and I'm like just like killing them with the the melee weapon. So it's like really like I don't know, man. It's just like so hard to explain without experiencing it yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That sounds cool. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's just like. I, I wish you could show this on the screen so that people can see. Otherwise, it's just awkward when someone comes to your house and then you ch- you try to play the game with them, but then you give the, the headset to them and then you just see them play, but you don't know what they're seeing. So then it's like, <laughs> it's just like, okay, sure, have fun. I'm going to go do something else. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, there's like a bunch of other games too. But those were, I think the game I played the most of was Beat Saber, the Creed game, uh, the Box of VR game, and the um, that that last one I just told you about, Drop Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which has plenty of games right now, but I have other ones I haven't played yet. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of games already. Yeah, I know. Drop Dead is really fun. It's it's an on-rail shooter, but it's, it's just really fun. Like, yeah. There's also Fruit Ninja. I tried playing a little bit of that, too. Um, it's all right. It's it's what you expect. It's just fruit fruit ninja. You're holding samurai swords and just slicing it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wanted to get moss, but I don't know if I would have time to play it because it's, yeah, it's it's more. It's not, it seems like a, it's something that requires more time. Yeah, it's like an action adventure puzzle. So yeah, it's yeah, and it also it costs twenty nine ninety nine, which is pretty expensive right now for for a VR game. So oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, other games, most of them were like 20 bucks, like 19.99. Oh, yeah, Dance Central. I bought that because I figured I would like that game. I haven't played much of it yet, but that's a, a pretty decent game, too. There's 32 songs in it that are, yeah, like, yeah. you know, uh, big hit songs. And then mm-hmm. it's pretty much like Just Dance, but you're in VR. 
stands with VR. Okay, I guess so. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just thinking about like size now. Size for what? Oh, oh, the yeah, size the, the, the exercise program. Exercising thing. Yeah, the moves in Dance Central are pretty similar to that, where you have to like do chore- uh, choreographed moves like that. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, but yeah, Dance Central. I it's also cool because then it plays off the idea that you're in this world and you have like different friends that you can contact through your phone. And in VR, you have to like pick up your phone and go to the screen and then like navigate with your other hand on that phone, like use your finger to like go to the apps and your that's your your interface on how to like run the game that's your menu game menu so have you found that it's less buggy than like the normal uh vr glove thing yeah this is way less buggy like i was so impressed with how how um close with tracking it was because the psvr is pretty bad oh really okay psvr you use the controllers but also needs the camera in front of your tv and then mm-hmm. if you turn like more than halfway, then it doesn't recognize you anymore. So okay. Interesting. yeah, it's, it's not good. Like it's decent for what it is. It's fun. It's good for like stationary play. Um, mm-hmm. It's not good for like moving around. All right. What? Yeah. I'm still just wrapping my head around like VR being good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I know it's, I was hesitant. I was really hesitant about getting the quest, um, but then mm-hmm. I started seeing like reviews about the games on it, and then the system itself always got like nine out of ten or nine and a half out of ten from all the people that reviewed it, and they were saying this is the milestone of VR. This is the the, the main point where VR will be um, will be like for the masses. So that kind of pushed me to get it, and um, so far, like you know, it's it's good. Like it's it's the same games that are kind of like graphically downgraded from oculus rift Mm -hmm. um but it's so much better to have that freedom of movement with no wire yeah i I mean i I can imagine because i think the the oculus rift i i tried it once it was nice but like i found myself like wrapping my uh, accidentally wrapping my arm around like the wires and stuff yeah and like there's restriction and just like head turning yeah yeah you don't have to worry about that with this like it's it's so nice i i cannot explain how nice it is that there are no wires involved like that you know for me personally like i don't even play my psvr much because of how much wiring i have to like connect and ensure that it's connected and um how much like uh all the different things I have to turn on <laughs> and then mm. loading up the PS4 too and then loading into the game. Like mm. there's just so many steps to get to it and I don't have much time as it is, right? So right. it's like, and then if I move my PSVR headset from my fiance's house to my house, all that wiring I have to redo, it's just so not convenient. And that's pretty much 80% of why I don't play the PSVR as much as I should. Um, and with the Oculus Quest, all I need to do is press the on button, wear it on, and then draw out my map of where I'm playing, and then I can start right away. Like, oh man, it's yeah. It's, uh, now, now I'm, I'm kind of curious to try because, like, uh, you know how like back then, I, oh, like a few weeks ago, I was uh, I was on like the trip to go climbing, right? Mm-hmm. So like my my friend I went with, like, he he bought uh the quest as well mm-hmm. and then and then but then he forgot to bring it with them while we were uh doing our down, downtime mm-hmm. and i was like man it would be nice and then when we got to the place it was that was super spacious he would he was mentioning oh man this would have been the best place to try it out for that i have no experience with it i have our your words <laughs> <laughs> now you have two people's words <laughs> Yeah, no, like, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like, the, if I had, like, a 
<laughs> it's so funny. I was just thinking about like, because we, we, we're, doing, we're doing dance lessons for our wedding, right? So we rent out like dance yeah. floors um, at this one place like to practice. And I'm just thinking, maybe I should just rent out the entire place and just use it for VR. Because <laughs> that would be so much room. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, no, like when you're when you're back in town, um, yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll let you try it out. Cool, cool, cool. I'm excited. Yeah. But anyway, uh, let's move on to the news. Okay, so for the news, um, I think one of the biggest news items today is we are recording on Friday, June 21st. And uh, today mm-hmm. is the release of the new mobile game. Have you heard of it? No. It's Ni- Niantic just released a new mobile game. Oh, is it another Pokemon? No, it's not. It's Harry Potter Wizards Unite. Oh, that one. I thought it was out for a while already. Oh, no, it just got released today. And I just saw everybody's Facebook posts of like, hey, add me as a friend. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Well, are you on that bandwagon, Tony? Uh, I actually was curious, so I downloaded it. And um, I don't know if I'll be playing it because I like my battery life. So, um, but like it's still, it looks like it's the same kind of like roaming around finding magical artifacts and um, creatures. Yeah. Um, but like instead of like throwing a Pokeball, now the screen will show you like a, um, a kind of like a symbol you have to trace. And as you're tracing that, that's kind of like you with your magic wand doing the magical like oh right so, yeah yeah like you make the the, the one yeah signal yeah. sign thing yeah yeah but um yeah i don't know if this is going to be as big because I, I i haven't heard as many people like you know uh talk about this game mm-hmm. so we'll see we'll see how it goes let's see i just logged in right now just so let's see what this is do not play harry potter wizards unite while driving okay <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like pokemon go all over again yeah Okay, just picked up an herb. And the, the nice thing about this game, though, is that there is a lot of instructions on how to play it versus like the other game where it was just random. Yeah. This game, like when you start it, like there's a like Harry Potter does go over a bunch of stuff with you. And then there's like there are things like Pokestops. They are just places, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it sounds like a okay thing. Yeah. It's annoying that they use the same look of the map as um pokemon go so they just colored it a little bit more rustic to make it wizardy but i mean like it's the same with pokemon go i think uh there was a game previously too right not by niantic but like uh oh it might have been Niantic. yeah it was niantic i I know what you're talking about oh yeah 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 yeah, so they just reskinned it because that game wasn't popular, but then just put a uh, an IP over it. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what happened. What was it? It was Ingress yeah. or something like that. Yeah, Ingress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's so crazy. Niantic just blew up after they got the Pokemon thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Pokemon is big, man. The moment you get that IP, you get and it, I mean it's it's good on them because like it matches so well. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Yeah. Yeah, the the story for for the new one, for the Harry Potter one, it seems a little bit forced because it's like, how are you gonna like make it like a roaming game? So they were just talking about how mark magical artifacts are being like released to the world. There's that risk of the wizarding world being uh, revealed to the humans, so you have to go around and try to like protect that from being released in the world. And so find all the magical stuff and then bring it back, and it seems pretty forced. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's just a money-making thing for me, from my point of view. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, because Pokemon, right? You only have to give a story. Yeah, we know we have to go around and find Pokemon and catch them. Like, that, that's just naturally how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any news item? No. I, I don't know what's going on the past two weeks. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me uh, pull up some news stuff. Um, you heard about... Oh, yeah, Anthem. They're... Wait, sorry, not Anthem. Apex Legends, they said they're never going to make a sequel. So okay. there's that. Oh, interesting. I mean, that that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me see. I'm just going through some some video game headlines. <laughs> this opinion article. Skipping E3 didn't hurt PlayStation, but it hurt E3. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It, it was fine. Well, I guess like now that I'm back to it, I'm sure like listeners, you, you've caught up. But were there anything at E3 that made you uh, like it or miss it? Uh, Mortal Kombat? <laughs> well, how, how Mortal Kombat? They had Mortal Kombat booth there, and you got in line to play. Oh, okay, okay. I feel like you're just going to like one of your cons again, dude. <laughs> I should. I I played too much Mortal Kombat there. Like I played it at the booth for Mortal Kombat, which you would get like a little like pin or not pin, but it's a little coin. And mm-hmm. um, and then I also played Mortal Kombat at another place where they were trying to demo the 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 joystick that they're trying to sell uh-huh. and then i played mortal kombat again at another area where they were demoing their gaming seats and i was just like <laughs> <laughs> i was like i just i didn't even care for the product i was just like oh mortal kombat i just went over there and played it <laughs> i was like oh i'm at e3 not time to check out all the games like mortal kombat <laughs> yeah yeah there were some games that were cool um i played a game called biomutant uh, there was another... Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like a XCOM-ish thing, supposedly, right? Uh, it seemed more like an action platformer. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's nice. It wasn't turn-based. It was more like when you were... you. It's the regular, like, uh, grunts that you fight are more like... Uh, you know what? I would say the game's a little bit more like God of War. There's also, like, when you fight the big things, then there's... Mm-hmm. Near the end, you could actually... Uh, get you know jump on them and then you have to do some more like button presses and then it goes like crazy cinematics about it mm. um and then you have a rage mode it, it just seems like god of war but a little bit more uh platformy i would say mm. yeah and you play as someone that looks like rocket raccoon from guardians of the galaxy oh uh i played destroy all humans that was cool kind of i didn't really know the point i was just going around destroying humans <laughs> <laughs> uh what other game do I remember playing? Oh yeah, the monster truck game, which was pretty too too real, I guess. <clears throat> it's like almost like a simulation of driving a monster truck. So I, oh, okay, yeah, okay. I did not like that. Hmm. I saw people playing the Zoom Zoom game. The Simpson game. Zoom Zoom. You know the oh Zoom yeah. Zoom. They have a Nintendo Switch Zoom Zoom party, I think, or Zoom Zoom festival. Uh, yeah. So that's coming out. I saw people get in line for that. People were also playing the new Dragon Ball RPG game. Dragon Ball Z. Did, did you get a chance to play it? No, I didn't really care for those, and the lines were too long. I wanted to mm-hmm. play Luigi's Mansion, but the line was way too long for that. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah Luigi's. I heard like, it looked really good. Yeah, the, even the the booths were like really good. They actually made like a giant like hotel entrance out of it with like people that were the the people like that were making the like looking at the lines and stuff. Um, working mm-hmm. the lines, they were all dressed like hotel but bu- bu- bus bus boys, I think. Yeah, bus boys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah bus boys. Yeah. So that was cool. 
um, I told Lamb about this too, but they, they took a giant area and then hollowed out the inside and then put all like just gaming stations there and then like fake like green floors and then a giant big screen. And that whole thing was like the Pokemon Stadium. Oh, that's, that's really cool. Yeah, they're doing that. They had like, um, uh, they also had this whole like huge section for just uh, people playing Zelda, like getting in line to play the new Link's Awakening. Yeah. Um, Facebook, they had their whole giant like area too about Facebook gaming. I didn't know that was a thing. So it makes sense because they own Oculus. Hmm. Oh, did you know Geico had gaming? Wait, what was that? Geico. The, the car insurance? Yes, yes. <laughs> They, they, oh. they had a booth there and they were promoting the game called Rocket Arena and uh, I looked it up apparently Geico's been in gaming for several years now they've been funding esports oh, oh. yeah <laughs> yeah that, that, that's all I have to say is oh yeah I, I, I know yeah and, and Verizon was also there <laughs> Verizon had like a booth about like uh, augmented reality gaming and then you could demo their stuff there yeah and there's this one game I still can't like forget about it like uh, I talked to Lamb about it last week too it's called Speaking Simulator have you no okay so it's weird because I saw someone play it like I was just looking it was in the indie section they have a a whole it's cool they have this whole section called the IndieCade which is all like indie developers and indie games right Um, Mm -hmm. and one of them was Speaking Simulator and you basically are so there's a tongue on the screen and you can adjust portions of the tongue so that it will say certain sound right and you're given a paragraph of text and you have to adjust the tongue to say the words on the paragraph of text and you're trying to trick that computer avatar you're talking to to thinking that you are a real human. So, so it's like the reverse Turing test. <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I want to play it, but it's it was just like I, I saw them like, what the heck is this? I mean, like, like NDK, uh normally has like a, a lot of cool things just because it's like so random and different. Yeah. Yeah, there was another. I think like. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying. I think like was it Octo Dad or something was around. Uh, came from Indicate or started with Indicate back then. Oh yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, Indicate yeah. um has a lot of cool things there. There's another game that's a platformer called Save the Date, and you play as a bride uh, that is trying to find her husband who was captured. Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that that one's pretty cool too. Um, there were there were some cool dice games. Oh, it was really cool that the game itself. I I forgot what game it was, but the game itself was on screen, but you had to roll real dice to play. So. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. And then uh, and then I saw this other standard like robotic like uh, multiplayer game. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it just looks like another Apex Legends or something like that. Yeah. And uh, what other things? Um, at the Mario and Sonic Olympics booth, they had a real rock climbing thing. Like they oh, they nice. brought in a two story rock climbing wall, <laughs> and I was like, "What the heck, man!" And people were getting in line to like get harnessed and climb up of that. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah. Um, really jealous. Yeah, uh, yeah. Final Fantasy was there. Avengers was there. Um, Alienware was there promoting their com- computer like gaming stuff. I can't seem to remember much else. I mean, the show floor was nice, but you know, I. I spent two days there instead of all three. And yeah. the first day I went there, my whole sole purpose was just to take pictures and record stuff. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it didn't open till two o'clock and it would close mm-hmm. at seven. Yep. But I pretty much walked everything by five, five or five thirty. Yeah. 
even though it was like mm-hmm. two exhibit halls i i was pretty much able to ca- catch everything um so then thursday i just spent that whole day just like walking around playing games um so i would say it's cool i didn't go to any panels i didn't want to take time for that this year i wanted to mm-hmm. just be on the show floor so it's cool but i don't know if it's worth that amount of money for all three days because you can really yeah. you know get through everything in two or even one day that's cool well i mean it's a good experience though i think that's why like it, it becomes kind of like a lot, a lot of like the the cons after a while mm-hmm. Where it's just like the first time you're just like, oh, that's cool. That's what everything is. But then afterwards you're like, okay, well, I guess I would, you could do it again. But it's just going to be more or less the same thing just to see different news though. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the announcements happen over the weekend. So really like the, the pass that um, the public gets is only for the show floor times. So, yeah, yeah. you know. I mean, most time you just want to go and check out and play the games hands on. That's about it. That's the only thing about E3. But I mean, at the same time, you're you're playing, you're paying a lot to play a lot of demos, right? Yeah. So it was like I think about three hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you could say it's like a hundred a day, but they they don't have like per day pass. You have to get the whole three days. Yeah. Uh, do you ever heard of? The, did you ever hear of the game Commander Keen? No. Oh, okay. So th- that game is making a comeback, and that game is actually one of those shareware games on the cds back in the 90s oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah so i was excited because i played a lot of commander keen when i was like uh growing up because my dad always bought the shareware discs um uh-huh. at the swap meets and i always had commander keen on it so i kept playing it but yeah hmm. is it fun for you now or is it more of like uh, just a, a nostalgia thing well i don't know if, uh, what the, it's gonna be a mobile game i don't i don't know when it's gonna come out so Oh, it's mobile game. Okay, that way. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, I don't have any other news. Let me see. Is there anything else? I mean, the biggest was Wizards Unite. That was the new thing that was released today. Oh, wait. My friend Pedro is out? What is this? Wait, is oh. it? Oh, no. It's another game that I want to play. Yeah. That's the one game I was looking forward to. Let me see. My friend Pedro released it. Oh, my gosh. It came out yesterday. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Goodbye, Tony. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I guess it won't be seeing you at your wedding. Oh, no. It came out on the Switch? Did it come out on the Switch, too? Yeah, it's, it's, it comes out on Switch. Oh, no. <laughs> Goodbye, Tony's life and homework. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Goodbye, listeners. <laughs> Tony's going to go off now. <laughs> uh, yeah, for listeners that don't know, go go look at the game my friend Pedro. Quack showed it to me, and I, ever since he showed it to me, I've been wanting to play that game. Oh, man. Yeah, it's... it's on Steam if you want to play it. No. <laughs> I, I need a pack first and everything. <laughs> okay. Man, it got, like, really good reviews. I mean, it looked like it would get good reviews, but it actually met those expectations, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is good. I'm glad. Yeah, which reminds me, I want to play this game, uh, Super Hot VR. Um, it's it's also like bullet time based game, but it's in VR. Yeah, I heard about it. I think uh, my colleague told me about it. Like uh, he's the one that bought it. Uh-huh. And since he's saying he bought like uh, Super Hot, so he said that that was like really fun for him. Yeah, because the the mechanic is really cool. The whole world just doesn't move, but when you move, then the world mm-hmm. moves. So you control time by moving. Yeah. Yeah. So if you move fast, it's regular, and if you move slow, it's all bullet time. So it's just like really really cool. Um, but yeah. But I'm watching my friend Pedro right now, and I want to play it. <laughs> 
It's like Max Payne, but way better. Yeah, yeah. Huh, it's called My Friend Pedro uh-huh. and then Blood Bullets Bananas. <laughs> BBB. Yeah, the, the caption says, My Friend Pedro is a violent ballet about friendship, imagination, and one man's struggle to obliterate anyone in his path at the behest of a sentient banana. <laughs> sentient banana. I'm so confused. And I don't care because the game is so cool. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's so cool. Okay, um, yeah, so yeah, that's another news item. That game got released. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess I guess that we, we should just get to the topic so you could go play it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let, let's move on to the topic. <laughs> Alright, so the topic is, uh, sorry, what was it? Because I got distracted with my friend Pedro. Uh, uh, Scarlet. Okay, okay. Uh, um, yeah, Project Scarlet. Yeah, so, yeah, Project Scarlet got announced at E3, and, uh, yeah, what do you think? <laughs> I was just watching it, like, the, the teaser that they did, uh, for Scarlet, and I'm, I'm just like, doesn't do anything. It's just a lot of words. Yes. I, it's just, <laughs> so far, I assume like it's, uh, they make it sound like it's got, they're just mentioning, emphasizing a lot on being very immersive so that it'll reduce loading time for screens. But I mean, like, I don't think that's a, that, that's a game console thing, but more of just like a game design thing. Yeah, well, I mean, they did say there's going to be solid state hard drives that will make it load faster. Yeah, so it's more of a tech thing where it's just like, it'll be faster. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. Nice. I, I I know like it's like dude you're you're a gaming company you should focus on the games that are being released there was like what they only announced Halo that was it right I don't remember it was like one game the entire thing was just about like all words and all specs and all like not even specs actually like just people saying that this will be a cool system <laughs> yeah it's just a lot of fluff yeah at one point <laughs> I'm like um, I think there was a guy who said that you know, the combination between the SSD and the solid state will make the system run very fast. And I was just like thinking, wait, aren't that, isn't that the same thing? <laughs> SSD. Now you have two SSD. Yeah. So I was like, if you think one was fast, imagine two. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's just really funny because like the video, it just seems like a lot of corporate people. You can tell, and right? Then, like, like they're all like dressed up like like gamers, but you can tell like these people are in suits, but they're just like cosplaying as gamers. You know? Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm just hearing your business case, but I don't get it. Yeah. <sighs> it, it it doesn't work for for people like us where we just <laughs> we just want to see the game. Yeah. <laughs> They're marketing towards the wrong people. Yeah, I mean, E3 originally is not for gamers, right? It's actually for the gaming industry. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, they said that there's going to be a live ray tracing now with that. So that's the same thing as what PS5 will have. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm just like kind of over the whole console thing. Like this, the only next step uh, for console would be just uh, technology that can integrate with VR and stuff more or better. Uh-huh. But aside from that, I'm like, what? Why is there more more consoles? <laughs> I mean, what was the point of upgrading your console to be faster when the game are just gonna be run the same and it's gonna be capped at 60 frames per second, anyways? Well, Project Scarlet says they have frame rate support of up to 120 frames per second. Why? <laughs> 60 was already excessive. I know. <laughs> I mean, some games are like 190 too. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm just like, that's cool. That's cool. You're just playing the numbers game. Yeah. And it also supports 8K gaming. That, it just sounds like a elite 
gaming community. It doesn't make sense for 8K graphics. I mean, 4K is already excessive to me. It's video games. These these polygons are still polygons. Like, like 4K is already as like I, I it's already more than what I expected, right? Like I'm yeah. fine with just 1080p. That's like enough for gaming. And even, oh yeah, yeah. You know, like Nintendo has always been on that that path to like not having to be a powerhouse, but still like focusing on getting the games to be fun, right? Or convenient yeah. or innovative. But like, yeah. dude, this like why 8K? Like, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's just like a lot of the games so far. Just a lot of like a game console or company so far is just focusing on the technology. But then at the same time, it's like what you're saying. Like, why? <laughs> what What's the point of having a better system to play the same old game? Yeah. So I'm reading about this right now in an article on The Verge, and then there's this quote that says, "We created a new generation of solid state drives. We'll be using solid state as virtual RAM." And then uh, it says, "This should boost performance by 40 times, 40 times, 40 times. Okay, 40 times over the current generation, according to Microsoft." Uh, and then it also says, "That will mean the games will load a lot faster." <laughs> like, what the- Do you need the games to load 40 times faster? <laughs> Yeah, that, that's what the that's what the whole thing sounded like when I was listening to the teaser. They were mentioning like, oh, I, I'm an RPG. The one person was like, oh, I'm an RPG player, so I don't like a loading screen while I go to new town stuff. I'm like, okay, that's cool. So having it load less, <laughs> why? It doesn't matter. See, the thing is that what they're saying is they don't want, you know, those like, um, when you play those RPGs, right, then there's like, when you're in an elevator, you're going through the elevator and it's loading the next part of the game but that's why you're yeah. in the elevator they're, they're saying yeah. they don't have to do those fillers anymore like the developers don't have to do those filler type of like scenes anymore um yeah but yeah that's nice you don't have to do that filler type of scene for your game system what about other game systems that still need the loading times yeah right then if you're saying that then you can't do really a, a cross-platform type of game unless you have different scenes or still have like a an elevator scene, for example, but just make it go fast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you still... Yeah, I don't really... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. It, it's more of just like a, a gameplay thing for now. Like it's uh, it's comes down to like the game design of, of everything. So, I mean, you can make a game where it has like less cutscene if you choose to. I mean, not cutscene, uh, less loading scene if you choose to. But it, you just have to be more creative with it. Yeah. But man, oh well, I'm not very optimistic about those games anyways. The Switch seems to be doing well, so I'm glad that they're doing well. Yeah, I'm so glad that it it shows that there's a market for underpowered systems. Like, not underpowered, but they're just underpowered when you compare it to, to like, systems like Microsoft makes. But I think the Switch is the right generation, like, the right technology. Like, it's not too crazy, but it's still serviceable, you know? Yeah, yeah. It goes back to the whole thing of like I remember this phase um, I went through uh, on my or like PC gaming days where I would just like upgrade my computer to play like you have like the highest play on highest graphic etc etc. But then after a while I'm like, why am I spending so much money on this? I'm not even gonna look at like the pixel like up close or anything like that. Either. Yeah. I, I'm like so most time I just play in like really low setting just to make it work. And then if the game is fun, then it's fun. <laughs> if it, they shouldn't like consume like my whole power, uh, like um, the power uh, hard drive, I mean, hardware, uh, 
power or anything like that. It should just be simple and fun. Playing a game for how fun the game is, not for how nice it looks. Because after a while, it's just become standard the how everything should look. So you just like there's no point to upgrading. Yeah, I I agree because like for example, going back to Mortal Kombat, I have it for PS4 and I have it for the Switch. The Switch version looks mm-hmm. like crap, but they downgraded the graphics so they can keep the frame rate at 60 frames per second. So mm-hmm. it's so much more convenient to play on the Switch, and I play way more Mortal Kombat on the Switch than I ever do on the PS4. And it's yeah. all because of the game, you know? It's not the system. Like, the PS4 no doubt has, like, way more powerful graphics than the, than the Switch. But, you know, yeah. they're too, way too focused on that. It's not convenient because it's a console sitting there. And then load yeah. times suck. But then if I say load times suck, then that's why they're doing this whole load time thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and actually that's why I think the Oculus Quest will succeed. Because the mm-hmm. Quest is actually a lot more underpowered than the Rift. Because the Quest runs off a Snapdragon processor, which is like a mobile computing uh, processor. Right. But it's the full experience of the Rift. Plus, you don't have wires, you know. The games are not as graphically strong as the Rift, but that doesn't matter to me because you have so much yeah. more freedom and immersiveness. Yeah, you're building a, a foundation, right? A strong foundation. Yeah. And that's just putting a whole bunch of cosmetics and stuff over it just to hide like the flaws. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, what do you think about Halo Infinite, the one that's going to be announced? With? Yeah, it's becoming like a battlefield now. Yeah, too much Halo. I saw the the teaser for it that, that they played. Um through the scarlet i think or what they say it mm-hmm. would look like on the scarlet but it's just a cutscene. and yeah yeah it looks meh it's yeah gameplay's still gonna be fun yeah ah uh, uh, <laughs> we're not too happy with this announcement yeah <laughs> and that is our take on uh, on the scarlet yeah so there you go judge right that's what we think um okay so let's move on to the mailbag all right so the mailbag the question last week was what technology would you like to see next in video games uh like in terms of progressing uh yeah just like what kind of technology that you think would be cool for video games to have like for example last week we were talking about holographics uh holographic gaming oh yeah yeah I mean, I think that's like the the next step I kind of want to see as well. It's just more like something more of an AR, but without like the foam. Ah, or like that's, that's a good way of putting it. I didn't even think about that. That's pretty much yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then I think that's the only limitation now is that we need something to project it on, right? And then but we just want to play like Yu-Gi-Oh. But then what about AR in terms of like Pokemon Go? So what, you're going to see holograph, holograms of like Pokemon everywhere you go? Uh, I forgot, did you... Go with us to Disney World, nope. Tony. Oh, okay. Well, well, one thing that was cool is just like if you if the the world around us is more like tech savvy and whatnot. So if let's say like there's certain uh, if like the technology and everything was up and there's like certain holographic 
uh, spots mm-hmm. or something, we can actually, it would be nice to just go to those spots and then uh, unlock the Pokemon or to show you do some sort of code or something uh, with some sort of maybe like a card oh, reader. Gosh. Then you can show like, uh, it will show like the Pokemon uh, will pop up and it's like, oh, here's the Pokemon. With po- like, if you imagine Pokemon Go or something, right? Hey, so I think Hung and Steve just talked about this when we were on my bachelor party trip and how you mm-hmm. three spent your entire day collecting some kind of Disney princess thing. Yes, it was so awesome. <laughs> can, you, can you talk about that? Yeah, so uh, I completely forgot about the name of the game, but uh, what happened is you are given a deck of cards um, with, your ca- with your Disney characters. Uh, so pretty much it could be Cap- uh, Peter Pan, uh, Little Mer- Ariel, that sort of thing, Tarzan. And there are, around Disney World, there are hidden areas where you can scan the card over like a mirror thing. And sometimes like, from afar, it would look like it's just like a regular thing. But when you scan through like the sensor, it's like a, a video instead. So it shows up and you start battling, battling sort of thing, quote unquote, where it's just like they just play some random animation. And after you defeat them, you just collect more cards. So essentially, it's just like Pokemon Go, but the more primitive version without the phone. You take a card, you go up, you go uh, find wherever it is uh, on the map, and then you go, you scan it, or like not the map, you just, if you see like a certain insignia, uh, you you go over there, you scan it, and then you reveal that there is like uh, a certain villain, that, you, and then the, you de- defeat the villain, and the representative nearby will give you the, the next batch of cards. That sort of thing. Yeah, it sounds like Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, but it's super fun. Oh. It's like Pokemon Go and Yu-Gi-Oh. That's funny how I say it. It's like Yu-Gi-Oh, then you yeah, but it's super fun. Like, Yu-Gi-Oh is not fun. <laughs> uh, sorry, but, but it, it's more uh, mobile. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, that's, yeah, that that goes in line with what we talked about last week. Uh, so, John Leola from the One Track uh, Gamers and One Track Punk, um, he says full VR. So, full VR is something like The Void. Um yeah, mm-hmm. and then Swordchomp says same. So, have you done the void yet? I've done something similar, but not the void. Okay. Um, it's but uh, uh, but is it pretty much where you have like a backpack? Yeah. You strap on like the VR thing, and then you just walk around, and it could be certain areas that are immersive. Yeah, and then I mean like they're, they're actual walls. At certain yeah, areas, walls, right? and then if it's like a, a supposed to be like a warm room, then it will actually be a warm room too. Yeah. 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 So. But I mean, yeah. Now it seems more possible with the quests. Yeah, so I was just thinking when the because of the quest coming out like that, right? Then I wonder if the void type of like places are still going to be um, a long term business. Like it can go one of two ways. One is the vo- the Oculus Quest allows people to do this at home. No one cares about going to those things anymore. And then two is mm-hmm. it makes the technology so much more affordable that those things start opening up like escape rooms like just opening up everywhere and then there's more options you know so it's like it can go one of two routes but i already know that the one at the the block of orange like where um where you know i live uh that that mall area they just have a a thing similar to the void and they shut down already they closed their Mm. business so like yeah cool all right do you have a question for this week Uh, thinking (laughs) I'm not going to edit that sound you made out, and I'm going to increase the volume of it. 
<laughs> <laughs> as it gradually gets longer and louder and more annoying. Uh, I, I, I guess uh, what are... Let me know if you guys asked this already or talked sure. about this already. What are your speculation on PS uh, PlayStation not uh, not showing up uh, for E3? Oh, we haven't talked about why, huh? That's a good that's a good uh, question. Yeah, because I mean they it's kind of weird because they announced their PS5 and then they just didn't show up at E3. Mm-hmm. What do you think? <laughs> uh oh man it's so hard because i'm not i haven't been keeping up with the news about uh playstation i'm actually um, just imagining <laughs> i'm just imagining uh at, like uh you know an intern like being charged with scheduling e3 and then oh, <laughs> you and, then, and then he forgot and then he just comes into the office and is like sir so e3 is coming up and i have some good news and bad news <laughs> the good news is everyone's aware of ps5 the bad news is I forgot to schedule you in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I think it, it might be just like they don't have any new games out. They do. I mean, like Death Stranding technically isn't a so like a Sony game, but it is an exclusive. Is it? Wait, is it exclusive? I don't even know anymore. Is Death Stranding? But they showed Death Stranding right without without the without PlayStation. Yeah. Oh, wait. So I guess... Let me see. Oh, no. There's no Xbox. It's going to... But it will be PS4 and PC. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not technically a Sony, like, developed game. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, it's just like tradition, too. Like, Sony's been one of the players ever since E3 started. Yeah. It just seems odd that they decided not to show up. Maybe they, they're, they're planning to create their own. Well, they already have their own. Not- um, they have the PlayStation Experience. But then last year, they... <laughs> well... Never but mind it. Maybe but usually it's in December, and last year they they canceled it. So I thought that they were canceling it so that they can be at E3. But now it just seems like they just became antisocial. <laughs> 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 it's like their their social media department just hired an antisocial media person or something. Yeah. Huh. So what do you think? <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that, that's why I think it's just like they don't have any games to announce. Well, I could ask you this too. Why did Activision not have a presence at the show floor? Oh, they didn't. Wait, I thought oh. I told you this. Uh, no. Wait. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you, yeah. you did. You did. You did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because uh, because you yeah, don't, I don't care. Know. I mean, they, because they don't have any new games out. They have Call of <laughs> they, Duty: they Modern Warfare. <laughs> yeah, they only have one game. That's true. Let me see. And, and that's it. They were at E3 um, for announcements, but they weren't there for the show floor. And, uh, oh, Electronic Arts was also at E3 for announcements, but not for the show floor. I'm surprised oh, about EA, actually. Maybe they don't have any games, new games <laughs> out. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I mean, I think, I'm trying to think about it. Like, what was the last game that they, they made, like, new game? For Activision? That they made for E3. Uh, oh, no, sorry. For, for EA. Uh, Activision and Activision. It's funny because yeah. I'm on the on the page right now. Um, on this one page that says uh, Activision games confirmed for E3. All Activision games confirmed uh-huh. for E3, and then it has one game listed: Call, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. <laughs> Wait, but this is the lie because Crash Team Racing is also an Activision game, and they did have a presence at E3. They yeah, I mean, it, 
I don't know how strong that is, though. Well, Crash Team Racing has its own had its own like entire booth, but it wasn't like an Activision booth. It was just specifically Crash Team Racing. Two games. Yes. <laughs> huh. Yeah, and I don't know about like EA. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. we can't really say it. they they make games, new games anymore. The only thing I could think about of them publishing is. Was it Fable? Oh, right? yeah, That's and then they have Star Wars right? Jedi uh, Fallen Order. Oh yeah, but is that released already? And they have like new stuff like Need for Speed and Plants vs Zombie. Oh, I guess they have more games. But they also have their own event called EA Play. Oh, <laughs> maybe they're more focused on their own yeah. events. Oh my god! Yeah, I feel like it's like a, a we call it a boy band, yeah. a break of a boy band, where one person thinks they're they're better than that they have more upper and just like slow, silently break off. And do their but own then thing. still performing in the same venue, like because EA Play had a three-day event that was starting on June seventh, Friday, June seventh. That's like right there, like that's the weekend before E three. So EA Play concurrently happened while E three was happening. Nah, I don't know. That's kind of messed up. Uh, all, all I can think of is like they're just it's kind of like a, a slow breakaway they'll, they'll still do it but they will slowly just break apart or break away from the bigger yeah. event so so EA Play officially was June 7, 8, and 9 and then E3 officially was June 11, 12, and 13 at the same area well EA Play is actually at Hollywood Palladium um, but it's just yeah it's just odd I just think it's odd. Oh, but then what's really different is EA Play is free. So anyone can attend for free. Hmm. Oh, and they're moving towards live stream. Interesting. And then they were just uh, live streaming more gameplay and insights from the team making the games. So it's, yeah, that that's interesting. Yep. Okay, anyway. Um, okay, let's move on to game time. We'll do like a quick game. Okay. Um, uh, do you want to do heads up? Okay. Okay. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do heads up, but this will be hard. <laughs> okay. Let me. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna play a game. This is a different game. I'm gonna play a game that is a common game that almost better than Silence Podcast does. It's called Game or No Game. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you you remember we played it on their podcast? And um, yeah. I'm gonna name you a game, and then you tell me if it's real or not. And um and so basically it's gonna be either a the the theme is indie games from E3. Oh god, okay. <laughs> so it's gonna be a crapshoot. I know that, but we'll see. Okay. Do it. Okay. Um, hold on, because then I also have to check if these games are like real or not. I have to bring up the list. Give me a minute. <laughs> uh, let's see. Actually, okay. Here's the thing. It's going to be hard because it's not really game or no game. It's going to be indie game at E3 or something else. Because I can't really confirm whether a game is not re- real game or not. Does that make okay, sense? sure. No. Okay. <laughs> okay, basically, is this something that showed at E3 or is this something that is made up? Okay, sure, okay. sure. Right. Uh, okay, the first one is Reality Box. Is that the name of the, the, yeah. the game? Oh, God. No game. You are correct. <laughs> oh, God. Because the thing that showed that indicate was AR Box. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so AR Box is a, um, it's an Internet of Things uh, kind of escape, ro- escape room, but in a box. But 
AR on your phone. So you basically, your your room becomes an escape room. Yeah, through oh. the screen of your phone, then you see the puzzles and stuff. So oh, that's cool. Uh, pretty cool. Okay, next one is uh, Infinite Children. Yes, <laughs> yes it is. <laughs> You, you, I don't know, man. (laughs) You play as members of a family questing for life extension treatments for their children while long dead relatives as well as yet to be born descendants alike send you messages through time, hoping to shape your way. (laughs) I'm looking at the screenshots right now. There's a screenshot of like a human, but with a dinosaur head staring at you. I'm going to send this image to you. Hold on. This is like weird. Can I send it? Okay, I just sent it. All right, sending, still sending. Huh? Oh yeah, there you go. Okay, there you go. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh. (laughs) I like how there's like another tiny one, (laughs) and then we're another one in the background. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so confused. Okay. Um, the next one is Pixel Maze. Yes. yes, it is. This is a, uh, it's cool. Like this is a cube, like a physical cube with LED lights on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then it's like a, a maze. You have to move, maneuver the cube. So you move the ball through the maze mm-hmm. on the six sides of the cube. Yeah. Oh, cool. So that one's cool. Okay. So the next one is intelligent plastic. Uh, uh, yes. No, <laughs> I, I just made that up. <laughs> Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. I just saw a game called Keen, which I was like, oh, Keen, like intelligent. And another game called Plasticity. I'm like, huh. Okay, intelligent plastic. <laughs> <laughs> well played. I hate you. Um, let's see. Um, how about Boyfriend Dungeon? Yes. Do you know this game? <laughs> it sounds really familiar. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a game. Um, so it is a game where... It's a dating simulator with a dungeon crawling ad- adventure part of part of it too. Oh wow! Yeah, let's see. So the so the weapons that you find they transform into beings that are single. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love indie games. It's so funny. It's so good. Um. Okay. Adventuranium Deluxe Two. Oh, uh, this one's hard. Y- yeah. No. Y- yes. <laughs> No, I made it up. I don't even know if geranium is that even a word. Cool, I made it up and it doesn't exist. Okay, um, I was playing off the game that does exist called Ter- Terraranium. Um, this is a game of destruction and adorable gore <laughs> in <laughs> player made gore, player made okay. murder gardens. Oh, like you know the um, what are those things called with the succulents? Where are they called? The succulent the plants, you know, like the little cubes of the, you make those little, is it, is it terranium actually? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes terranium. So this one is terrarium. Oh, terrarium oh. actually. Uh, let's see. Mortal blink back. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like Mortal Kombat. I was imagining like the fighting game. But it said blink. <laughs> I know. I, I know where the blink thing came from. <laughs> I figured, like, I, I heard, like, Mortal, Co- Mortal Blink Bad. I was like, okay, Tony's just, just trying to throw me <laughs> off. But Blink Bad is so, uh, so weird that it might just be a game. <laughs> well, there is a game called Mortals for Blinks. So, 
Oh. In this game, this post-apocalyptic battle for resources leaves most greedy survivors in increasingly dire conditions. Two rival covens steal life from one another until only a single mortal survives. Mortals are designed for Blinks, the open-source smart tabletop game platform. Each Blink is a smart game tile that can think for itself, respond to touch and neighboring tiles, and each Blink knows a single game, like Nintendo Game Cartridge, and can teach all connected Blinks to play that game, which are mortals. So... It's a it's a really complicated puzzle game, so it's uh yeah it's not like a video game per se, but they're like tiles that are lit up. Mm. All right, so uh, wave break. Wave mm-hmm. break. Yes. Yes, it is. Sounds like a surfing yeah, game. Yeah, pretty much, but with like explosions and cold blooded <laughs> murder. <laughs> oh, okay. So Michael Bay explosion. <laughs> yeah, surfing yeah. Game. When I saw them play it, I, I actually thought it looked like Wave Race from uh, n64 um but you're playing Mm -hmm. as like little fluffy creatures but then you're also destroying and killing people (laughs) so yeah it's perfect um let's see how about the correct box uh yes no (laughs) it is actually called the wrong box (laughs) oh dang it So uh, the description is, you happen upon your old desktop computer and while packing up your childhood bedroom, you get sucked into a digital landscape full of forgotten websites and internet clutter. The space is familiar but doesn't function quite like it used to. Wrongbox is a reimagined version of what it felt like to surf the web as a teenager and what it feels like to attempt to access those spaces now. How has the experience of going online changed in the last 10 to 15 years? What gets preserved and what gets forgotten? Gameplay includes first-person exploration and computer simulations reminiscent of early 2000s oh so it looks like you're running windows 311 like <laughs> and then like there's like the uh, labyrinth like screensaver thing if you remember yeah yeah oh I remember yeah and now. then there's also like awesome. uh instant messenger oh my gosh and the friends list and everything with like the screen names that look like funny like some capital white lies with letters and some not it's yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really cool okay uh, let's see. How about one more? The Last Friend. Oh, yes. Yes, it is. What do you think of this? Uh, the Last Friend. It sounds like something where you just go, you, your friends are disposable, and if they don't live up to your expectation, you dispose <laughs> of them. So now, <laughs> now there's only one left. Uh, no, but that would be a good premise for, for a video game, especially in Indicade. Uh, no, this one is actually a tower defense game, and you are playing as this guy who has a bunch of dogs as his uh, his um, companions. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. So he's like the, the only human left, so he's the last friend. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that game was pretty funny when I saw it there. Um, let's see. Okay, so let's move on to the final lap. All right, you got anything to promote? Uh, same as always, check out our friend uh, Steve at MarshallBurr.com. Uh, and also check out my, my friend uh, Hype Man Vince at all the handle except Twitch. <laughs> um, did he, uh, did he, does he still do live streams? I have no idea. I have not. Maybe she should. Wait, I, I have not seen him do one for a while. Or maybe I just don't get the notifications. Oh, maybe. Let me mm. check. The last time I see a stream was three months ago. Oh, okay. Well, maybe he hasn't been... He's been busy. So you don't have to check him out anymore <laughs> for now. <laughs> his, uh... 
You can watch his videos anyways. Yeah, his videos are still up. Um, it's just, I haven't seen new ones lately. He must be busy. Yeah. Yeah, his Instagram is also inactive since three months ago. Oh, okay. This is busy. Maybe you should check to see if he's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's all. <laughs> his Twitter, Twitter is also last active three months ago. Everything's like last three months ago. Huh. Oh. Interesting. Well, ignore what I just said it then, guys. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we are on all social media, Pod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch. Um, I haven't been on Twitch for a while because the games I've been playing don't have the streaming option. So when I get back, I, I, will, I will get my friend Pedro for the Switch, and I will be streaming that at some point. So, oh, and I will also be streaming the story mode for Power Rangers. Because that got released the last few months. Um, but yeah, okay. Well, I guess no time for time travel. Signing off. Hurdy Garden Warp Speed. See ya. Bye. I loved, I loved, I loved, I loved, I loved Power Club. Come with me if you want to live. I loved, I loved, I loved, I loved, I loved Power Club. No time for time travel.